This is Financial Line Podcast, episode number two. Welcome back, everybody. So nice to be speaking with you again, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Bannister. In today's episode, we'll cover navigating the future of finance in a post-pandemic world, which at this point in time, (laughs) when our world will become a post-pandemic world is still largely up in the air, unfortunately, so the title might be a little misleading here, but maybe it should really say navigating finance during the pandemic and post-pandemic. So before we get into finances post-pandemic or even during the pandemic, I think it's important to probably talk a little bit about pre-pandemic finances, where I think one thing this pandemic has made clear in America is that a lot of people and companies are lacking in savings and the amount of cash they have to cover the bills when no income is coming in. And the cause of the lack of savings on our parts can range from employees not being paid enough to also the, in my opinion, severe lack of financial education that we as Americans receive. If you didn't go to school specifically for finance or business, you have likely never had a class on how to handle money or your finances in general, which is pretty sad. But the purpose of this episode really isn't to talk about the causes of the lack of savings, but more of how to handle it now. I think the causes of it is that could easily be a whole nother episode, but For those of us either struggling to make it financially in the pandemic, or even if you were having trouble pre-pandemic, a few important things to kind of focus on now that there's been some legislation passed to ease the burden a little bit. And similarly, the effect of the legislation is largely up for debate and really not something that I wanted to cover today, but more about how to handle the resources that are available, and planning for the future after the pandemic, where I think that, like we're finding out with pretty much every aspect of our lives right now in the pandemic, is personal finance is going to change a lot after this, and even now, as it should, because I think we've been following financial wisdom and advice that was dated 40 years ago that the world has changed a lot since a lot of the financial advice we still use today came around. And I think as everything goes more digital and apps continue to grow in their usefulness and capabilities, that the face of how we handle our individual finances is going to drastically change. And it really already has a lot. There are apps out there now ranging from automatic savings apps to apps where you can pay your bills, track your bills, manage your net worth and your entire, your big picture finances, even the robo-advisor apps out there where algorithms in these apps are literally managing your investments for you in your portfolio allocations, how much money you have in certain investments, cash, and I think it's it's slowly becoming 
a little more widespread among us millennials and Gen Z as they as they grow up and I think the point I'm really trying to make is that it's never going to go back to the way it was and I don't think it should because we have all of these awesome tools out there that we can use to manage finances and we have so many things at our disposal that we can use to, you know, make life just a little bit easier or take the actual doing of these things out of our own hands and into something that does it for us, where it takes the burden of time and attention out of it to, to let us focus on other things. You know, if finance isn't the one thing you want to focus on, the first big thing that I really want to talk about in this is that if you're in any way worried about covering your bills or if or if you don't know how these things are going to get paid which i know this is coming a little late in the pandemic so you may have already figured this out but if you're still needing help or anything your student loans should be in forbearance now meaning you don't have to make any payments on it and they don't accrue interest until the end of September. And if there's any other bills that you're worried about, the first thing I would suggest is to contact your lender, like for a credit card or an auto loan, or even your mortgage. There's a lot of the companies out there that are offering assistance and different resources to be able to pay those things, or more so to reschedule them and give you a little bit of, of wiggle room there. And that would be my first suggestion, which I just wanted to go ahead and get out there for everybody. Because one interesting thing I was reading this week was that Americans have skipped payments on more than 100 million student loans, auto loans, and other forms of debt since the coronavirus hit, which is one of the more recent signs of how badly this pandemic is affecting people's finances. And the largest increase on the skip payments was on student loans, where 79 million accounts are in deferment or another relief status, which is an increase from 18 million a month earlier in April. So, like I said, this really is some good data here that's showing the actual toll that is hitting people where whether the lenders have already deferred things or help people out or people just simply can't pay the loans, there are more than 100 million loans out there that are not being paid right now, which stems from just the fact of that many people don't have the ability to pay these loans, which most of this stems from all of the layoffs that have taken place, where at this point, many people just don't have the capability to pay these loans. And at this point, most people have used up their stimulus checks too. So we're at the point now where, and I think we're seeing this out in Congress and the political environment too, where we're in this limbo of whether or not there needs to be more aid and assistance passed to help people. And I think this data is kind of coming out now where we can see that this is a need because people can't meet their obligations. On the flip side of this too, and relating it back to my three main buckets of personal finance, where one bucket is growing your income, that 
option is really not workable at this point because one, during the pandemic, a lot of the demand for either freelancers or the side gig economy as a whole really has decreased where people aren't even able to get paid in a lot of their current jobs, which tanks the side gig economy. Because I know at my company, and I work for a large company that is considering not even giving raises to people this year. And I know I've heard that from multiple other people over the past couple months that either raises aren't being given or the employer contributions to 401ks are being stopped. And similar to individual people not being able to pay their bills, companies are seeing the same problems where they don't have enough cash to cover the projected expenses for post-COVID. So it's really an interesting situation that we're in right now where I think we're going to have to utilize a lot of this new technology and all the tools that we have at our disposal now to to cover this gap and you know kind of get through this. But on the, I guess, brighter side of all this too, if you do have the capability to be able to pay these loans, now is also a really good time to tackle those. Like I fortunately am still employed at the moment and getting that steady paycheck where I know some people aren't as lucky to be able to say the same. So I definitely say this lightly where if you do have the ability to pay your bills during this time, now is a really good time to jump on those. For example, on student loans, like I mentioned earlier, most of those, I think if not all, are in forbearance. So like I don't have any minimum payments due or any interest accruing on them now. So I was able to actually pay off one of my smaller loans last month because the CARES Act took interest rates down to zero and put the loans in forbearance. All the payments go to principal. So compared to like paying off a loan in normal times, in this time, anything you pay goes to the actual balance. So $100 of a payment really equals $100 off your balance. And the way I pay off my debt too is following Dave Ramsey's Debt Snowball, where just a quick summary of it is taking the smallest balance of your highest interest percentage loan and paying that off first. So if you're not familiar with that method at all, it's really a good way to take small wins along the way and not get bogged down in these huge balances of student loans because because I know for me, there's a lot of the student loans I have that are high percentage, but the are high interest percentage, but the balance is fairly small, like a couple hundred dollars. So over the next couple months, I'm still going to try to take those out because once the interest rates come back, it'll be a little easier to pay off the rest of the loans because now you've got your average interest rate down. And that's where the term the debt snowball comes from, because as you take out those high percentage loans, it all kind of compiles on itself and gets the ball rolling to make it a little easier to pay off that debt. So just a tool that that I like to use and that I've found pretty useful. So big picture there. If you aren't able to pay these loans 
luckily, most of them should be in forbearance. And if they're not, then I would suggest getting up with your lender and trying to get that settled out so you can make it a little easier on yourself. Or if you are able to pay them, now is a really good time to look into that and maybe get the ball rolling there. Other aspects of kind of navigating this pandemic finance world, we've also seen in past months that the Fed keeps lowering interest rates. So I know I've seen the effect of that like in my high interest I'm doing air quotes on that, the high interest now <laughs> for, I use Ally Bank for that account, where when I first opened that account, I think it was December of 2018, and the interest was 2% for that account, where now it's down to about 1.25%, I think was the last update I got on that. So for like just basic deposit accounts, we've seen interest rates go down three quarters of a percent, which may not seem like much, but that has a really big impact on especially the compound interest that you're seeing where where you were getting maybe $15 interest on your account. Now you're getting 10 and one problem I see with that is that it's really not encouraging or incentivizing you to save that money at this point, which which kind of goes along with the economic recovery efforts of trying to get more people out to spend money rather than at that point, you know, stockpiling and saving that cash. Kind of like I talked about last episode of making sure that you are still contributing to either a savings account or an investments account because now is a great time to get cash into the stock market because of the because it's so far down where now you're going to see a great return from that money so even though it may not seem incentivizing I've got to hype on that and just keep advocating for people to save as much as possible and I know that's kind of contradictory with what we were just talking about, where so many people can't even cover the bills each month at this point. How can they save? Well, I think that's where it comes in to use the resources available to you. And if you can't cover those bills at this point, you've got to get out there and do as much as you can to use those the resources available to either delay those payments or get some assistance there. And if you have even the smallest ability to save a penny or two, you know, I would definitely say to throw that in an account that's at least going to get some return for you. But to that point, focus on keeping those contributions steady. And and like I mentioned earlier, with all these apps that are out there, it's so easy to automate your savings now and make it so that every time you get paid you don't even notice that the money's gone because it's already transferred out of your paycheck into your savings account. And I know this episode's been a bit all over the place, but I think it's a really important topic to cover where in the future I'm going to be going into more detail on these savings accounts and and using these apps to be able to make your finances a little bit easier and cause, you know, a little bit less of a headache. So I know a bunch of people probably have questions on some of this stuff. So, so if you haven't heard already, 
I'm doing live streams on Twitch every Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. If you do have questions, definitely come hang out in the stream, chat, and ask me any questions you have. Started doing it last week, and it's a really good time just to be able to hang out with you guys and chat and answer any questions you have. So Monday, Wednesday at 8 p.m., come check it out on twitch.tv slash financial lion spelled the same way as the podcast and just to be sure you get the notifications when i go live on there keep in touch on social medias on twitter instagram facebook i'll be putting up reminders and everything on my story for when i go live and just to keep you guys updated so if this episode helps you at all One thing I would ask is that you recommend it to a friend. And thank you guys so much again for coming back and and giving me such great feedback on everything to kind of keep everything rolling. And I really appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the live stream, everyone. Thanks.